Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake. I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody, to another fun week. You've officially been hearing us say that for two years. It has been two years of Two Average Husbands. Two-year-aversary. Exciting stuff. I think you could have just said second anniversary. Nope. Two-year-aversary. Two-year-aversary. That's the only way to say it. Can I tell you a secret? Um, It's secret time. Only so if it's my a fun fact. It's it's a little bit of a fun fact, but it's not my fun fact. Um, so my favorite football name uh, for the longest time uh, of current NFL players is Foyasada Luakan. It's just really fun to say. It flows off the off the tongue real well. Get- I think I, I think I officially found a new one. Chigozi Amakonkwo. Tell that's me that's one. not fun that's to say. Name. It's a good name. I mean, Chigozi Amakonkwo. No offense. We love you. You better be good this year. I have you on that's too good. many teams. But my fun fact for this week. Did you know that even though they are less common than earthquakes, the moon actually has moonquakes too? I didn't know that. It seems logical though. Yeah, pretty much everyone is interested in space. So this is a good fact to pull out, which is the only other thing that's listed right here. And did you also know you actually lose a large percentage of your taste buds while on an airplane? Why? Uh, don't know. It probably has to do with pressure or elevation or something. I don't fucking know. I didn't write this article. Womensday.com did. I've got 125 fun facts. We can just run through some of these if you want. No, thank you. But I'm going to put a question mark next to that one. An asterisk, you also, if you will. you also know that bees can sting other bees? Sure. I don't see why not. The uh, sea lions are also the only animal that can clap to a beat. Uh, okay, Jake, what are you drinking this week? <laughs> I don't know. I needed you to go first so I can figure out if I'm going to match you or not. Fine, fine, fine. I'm going to start off with... Lead Dog Brewing. The only way that I'm ever going to let somebody correct me on this is if it's a, like a spokesperson for the brewery. Because I yeah, still think fair. Lead Dog makes sense. Lead, it, it definitely does make sense. The more I think about it, the more I understand it. Uh, and I'm going to have a Mai Tai Tropical Sour with a fun Ooh. can. Ooh, probably should put it in front of Ooh. the camera and not off to the side. Uh, this one is reminiscent of the classic tiki cocktail. Yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. Anyway. All right. I can get kind of close to a Mai Tai here. Okay. And by kind of close, I mean, I don't know if it's close or not. Uh, this is Smuggler's Song by Microphone Brewing. And this is a sour ale with lime peel, orange peel, banana, coconut, and pineapple. It's kind of going Seems with like the same. It's probably close enough to say yeah. that it's similar. Same kind of like tropical feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm drinking out of my brand new Goose Island glass. So Goose Island, did for those who. I did not, but they have, for 312, they do special events for 312 because they're 312 you know that's their their famous beer um they did a release of a raspberry sour which was fucking delicious by the way but at our local bottle shop we just happened to go there i ordered a 10 ounce pour the guy goes if you get a full pint you get the glass for free Hmm. and i was like it's an extra dollar 50 i might as well i went through a phase a long time ago where 312 was my primary drink of choice i drank a lot of 312 for a little while 312 is a very solid beer been a long time since i've had one um i'm trying to think now i feel like i have to have been to the the goose island brewing company before but i'm not 100 percent sure that i have i'm doubting myself now because i know i've been to i've uh, never been there not um god damn i'm gonna blank on the other one uh what's the one that i went to during riot fest revolution nope try again it is primarily ipas in chicago primary they have little something something is one of their beers. oh lagunitas lagunitas thank you 
I've been to that one. That one is a dope brewery. Yeah, I believe it. Chicago's got a lot of great breweries. Arguably the brewery capital of the world. That's probably not true, but they do have a lot of good breweries. Now I'm going to Google this. Brewery. It's just going to be like 18 different places that claim that for themselves. Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, actually. Yeah, why? Because they brew fucking Milwaukee's best? Um, I have a feeling that Milwaukee, Wisconsin probably doesn't have that many like amazing breweries. Uh, nah, the city, for a, a large portion of Milwaukee's history, they were known as the beer capital of the world, which makes sense. Miller Coors is there. Pabst is there. Yeah, it's um, like St. Louis and fucking Milwaukee are like the two places where they brew a shitload of like domestic. But for craft beer, the number one is actually Portland. That 85, does not shock me. 85 craft breweries in the metro area of Portland as of June 14th, 2021. Yeah, I'm not terribly surprised about that. Jake, what's your first topic for our two-year anniversary? So I figured, because we've been around for two years, we have to talk about things that last two years. Okay. And by that, I mean, I got no fucking idea. I'm just spitballing here. Okay. Really pulling out the big guns for the anniversary here. I really am. I've got some good I want to see where you go with this, because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm I'm literally just talking out of my ass right now. My ass and my mouth have switched places. I'm not actually speaking. These are farts. Um, Can you give... What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Kyle, we've been on podcasts for two years. We've are you been just going to say the same thing two, over again? <laughs> for two years. What are your favorite parts about our podcast? What are your favorite things that we've talked about? What are your favorite things that we've drank? What are your favorite episodes that we've done? This is a I want to hear topic, about I it. Think. Um, it is, and that was the perk of going first this week. So thank you for that one. There is... Uh, dude, I think honestly picking out topics might be the worst part about this. Because if it's not something that comes naturally over the course of like a week, right, where it's just like something really cool comes up or you think of something creative or whatever, then I think the challenge of trying to make something out of nothing can be like a pain in the ass like you tried to do before this topic where you were like just going to say some stupid shit. Um, and that's what it comes down to sometimes, right? Like even before the, the start of this episode, I was like, I've got one good one thanks to Carly. And so her and I were sitting down and trying to ponder and like brainstorm some other shit to talk about. And it's like sometimes you just got nothing and like you don't want to bring that topic to a podcast where you're like like obviously we've said this a million times we do this for us right like it's not it it is intended to be uh, an atmosphere that we can talk and like enjoy this time with each other but also with other people that want to be a part of this but um at the end of the day like we're just here to hang out right but at the same time you don't want to bring content that's like just fucking dog shit and like yeah it, like even especially if like we don't even enjoy talking about it then you know like what's the fucking point so i think that's one of the harder things about um the podcast itself, which is why, and we've talked about this before, right? Like some other avenues we could go. If it's just like a dull topic week where we could just live stream games or, uh, a number of other things where we did like the trivia. We've done that once. That was fun. Fuck uncle Kyle. Sorry. I haven't looked it up. Jake didn't remind me and I need to get on that for you. I'll just, I'll do it. I'll talk about those briefly, uh, at some point in this podcast and we can talk about them. Because okay. it won't take long. It, it won't It won't be a massive discussion. We'll do that later. Jake but... will inform me as a part of that conversation, and I will respond. Okay, sweet. Uh, other than that, the best part about it, I think, is the reason that we're here, right? I mean, like, the whole point of this, right, is to have a dedicated time set aside during the course of your week where no matter, like, how shitty that week was or the stupid fucking things that you have to deal with, like, you know that there's, like, you have set aside some dedicated time where you're going to spend some time with a friend and just 
chit chat and like there's no pressure really other than picking out topics it's just time to relax uh and hang out so i think that's probably the best thing about this and the reason why we started it to begin with right um agreed i think jake has his eyes way more on being like a a personality if you will than i do like that's just not something that i've ever had as a part of my like radar but i didn't uh which is why i think you know the 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 initial step of going towards doing a podcast was kind of like weird for me anyway because i'm like i don't to be honest, like, I don't know why anybody would ever care what I have to say at all. Right. But like, it's not about that at the end of the day. It's, this is a, this is something that's started for, for my own purposes. Right. Like it's a, I wouldn't like call this event space by any like stretch, like, but it could be right. Like this is like a place where I could come and like bitch about something or, uh, you know, get, get my thoughts off of your mind, et cetera. Like I could probably rant about this for a while, but like, that's, that's the part of the reason why we did this, right. was like, uh, it's an outlet, but it's an opportunity to like have dedicated time to like just no pressure, right? Like there's yeah. at least an hour of my day once a week that I know I can just not worry about school, not worry about work, not worry about house things or whatever, because it just goes to the back of the mind. And then we you just this. get to you get to dick around for an hour. We get to have some fun conversations. Yeah. Sometimes they're serious. Sometimes we'd literally like just rank shit. It's a good time. And that's that's also why I thoroughly enjoy this versus like every other podcast that I do. It's all fantasy football related, right? So yeah. I'm always talking about the sport. I'm always doing something in regards to, you know, a take on a player, a take on uh, a strategy, whatever it may be. Whereas here we get to just wing it. it and that's what I think yeah. is one of the, the more fun things about this podcast is because a lot of the if you look at a lot of the like best podcasts or the ones that I enjoy listening to most, they just end up being conversations like if it's yeah. you know that's some of the best part about the joe rogan experience is like his podcasts are like he just has somebody that he's is interested in or wants to talk to on the podcast and they have a conversation they crack jokes they tell stories they get drunk they get high they have a good time and for us it's a lot of the same thing we're like we just have we talk about whatever we want to talk about and like if if somebody wants us to talk about something we'll gladly do it and uh but you just gotta, you have the conversation. Sometimes you grow mustaches with the boys. Stop clicking on it, Kyle. <laughs> I got it. We're competing Thank you, Wyatt. Gonna put this comment up. Yeah, thanks, Wyatt. Wyatt, you shouldn't be feeling much from my mustache. It's uh, not the most impressive in the world. Kyle's on the other hand, though. I try. You know, I've always had this struggle with like the middle of the mustache, but if I just wait long enough, like the sides like kind of start to overgrow the middle so that it just kind of blends together, you know? There you go. It can be pretty bad, though. I, I will argue that mine looks a little bit better in person and the camera just doesn't do it justice, but it still oh. doesn't correct. It's like an infant protect our parks. Yeah. It's basically what our podcast is like protect our parks. Uh, Kyle, you won't know what that is. Probably. I was, gonna, I was like it's, super confused by that. It's four com- It's Joe Rogan and three other comedians who do like a podcast. It's not like weekly or anything. They've, I think they've done like five or six of it, but they basically just all get together, get drunk and talk for four hours. Like it's ends up being a shit show most of the time. Yeah. And like, you know, again, it's it's not a uh, it's not like a pressured situation where I think this is just a place just to. Jake and I don't really disagree with each other enough to like make this where I would say that it's like uh, you know counterpoints to each other to like kind of like ping off each other and learn from each other. But that doesn't mean we're not like learning from each other just because you're not getting a different perspective. But that's part of the reason why we encourage like the interaction, right? It's not just to keep the podcast active; it's so that we can get the other perspectives that are out there too. And I, I know that like, I think that is what I would strive to get more of on this podcast. If I had like a goal for what this could become, it's like, I want to see more of that and not in like a hostile way. Like I don't want people in the chat being like, 
fuck you, you liberal fuck, or whatever. You know, like, I don't yeah. see that. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, get out of here. I don't need to see that. But if, like, you have a legitimate point that's counter to what I have to say, like... Bring it up. We'll bring talk it up. about come it. Come out here or, like, come on the podcast and, like, let's talk about it. Because I think this is a good way not only to, like, have that time to just not feel the pressure of anything else, but also it's a good way to, um, you know, sit there and talk about some things. Like, when we do those serious topics, it's 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 a way to stay informed. And like, you know, if I'm going to bring a serious topic to the table, I try to inform myself even more before I come and talk about it on the right. podcast. So it's like an opportunity to educate myself as well on something that's going on or whatever. Um, so there's, there are added benefits that are like, uh, uh, I'm blanking on the terminology, unintended consequences, I guess I would say for, for what this podcast is. And that's, and some of them are good. Yeah, right. That's my point. Right. So yeah. Definitely. What about you? Anything else? Did you do both already? Good and bad? Uh, my least favorite part of the podcast is having to come up with topics every week. It, it, we're on the same page there. It's and it's for the same thing. You just don't want. You got to make sure one. You don't repeat. And I don't write anything down for the most part. I so did. I, sometimes I, I'm like really fucking bad at that. Yeah. I have a notebook right here that I've had on my desk for the entire time we've done this podcast to write ideas down. Never haven't written one. In the first year that we did this, so obviously we're at the two year mark. So this whole last year, I don't think I did anything, but. The first full year that we did this, I, I still have all my notes from it because I would sit with a piece of paper. We would talk about something. It would remind me of something else. I'd take a note and I'd like have that to go forward and like create topics that way. Uh, and I stopped doing that and I really should bring it back because I would literally just sit with a half sheet of paper and take notes throughout the podcast of things that I wanted to talk about. Or if you were talking and I didn't want to interrupt you, I'd be like, hey, I need to remember to talk about this because especially as we start drinking more, I start to fucking, I'd sit there and yeah. listen to you and then I'm like, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? So um, yeah, I think that, I think it's just like this you know, it, that is the unintended negative consequences. This like feeling of pressure of like, I have to bring something to the table as opposed to just like, I can show up and bullshit, which a lot of this ends up being anyway, but at the same time, like there has to be like a catalyst to the conversation to get that started. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uncle Kyle says part of the reason he tunes in is to get a perspective of a younger generation, which is, we do give definitely a younger perspective. Um, and I think we, you know, we see, we try and see both sides of anything we bring up to, like if we bring up something, whether that's like a, a political thing or a serious topic, we, we try and see both sides of it as much as possible. Um, which I think helps the conversation flow. Wyatt said he wasn't going to measure our mustaches against each other. The difference is glaring. We're aware, uh, much like the difference in the head of hair that I have versus Wyatt's anyways, <laughs> ouch roasted. That's what yeah. he gets for hitting me in the head with a golf ball. Anyways, and, uh, it, it's not like, and it might not be that transparent sometimes as, as people that are listening to this or watching this, that we, that we do that because again, I think it's, there's probably a sense given off that we're living in like our own little biased world here because we have such similar opinions on most things that it's not like we don't sit here and like both of us will do the devil's advocate thing just for the sake of the conversation. But it's not like a genuine other side of the, you know, of whatever the topic is. So um, yeah, I, I think, like I said, uh, if, if, if there was anywhere that I would hope that this would go, it'd be, it'd be to get more of that. Uh, I said I'm about to catch yeah. another one. Yeah. Don't worry. You got a, uh, you got my right side this time. The right side hasn't caught one yet. Um, and like we've had friends on here, right? Where, or we've had people come and join the podcast before that definitely have differing opinions for us from us for sure. And we, we haven't gone, I wouldn't say like like super political or anything like that while those people are around. And it's part of, it's just like a sensitivity. Like you don't want to make somebody unfe- feel uncomfortable. So right. like, if we were going to bring a guest on, I would make sure that they do want to talk about those things. I wouldn't just like hit them with it. Exactly. I don't know where I wouldn't be like, yeah. So what do you think about abortion? Like right when you get on the podcast <laughs> right. and it's like, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. Like I don't, 
you know, nobody wants to have to deal with that. And, and I wouldn't either. Like, I don't have a problem having that conversation, but I wouldn't want to be surprised by it, you know? And that's kind of what we do here, right? Is like, you bring topics that nobody knows what you're going to bring. So um, there's a degree of like caution that you have to have in, in bringing those things to the table, I would say, on this type of a podcast where you don't give people the agenda ahead of time. Definitely. I think that's also my favorite part, though, is that we never know what each week is going to bring. Like we just, yeah, I, mean, then I never know what you're going to bring right? up. Yeah. We're, we could walk into an episode and I like see it on your face and I'm like, he's going to talk about something serious this week. Yeah. And then he's like, so candy, huh? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's another thing that's really fun is it, it keeps it fun because it keeps it. It's something we look forward to just because I never know what it's going to be. I'm not like all right, this week I'm going to talk about X, Y, and Z. It's like, yeah. fuck it. And I've switched yeah. my topic midway through the podcast because like, yeah, plenty of times, it, yeah. it, you know, something somebody else says brings up a good idea or something we want to talk about. So I would say generally speaking, when I do that too, it's because I had some bullshit topic that I was just bringing for content and I was like, oh, this is so much better. Thank God. You know what yeah, I mean? Like definitely. It's, something comes out of the conversation that you actually want to talk about, which is good. Um, yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to say about that? No, I love this podcast. We're going to keep doing it. It It ain't going nowhere. You'll know if it's a dead week. I can tell you that much. That's the shitty thing. Like I said, there are weeks where like, I'd be like, fuck, I don't blame anybody if they don't listen to this because, and some people might connect with it more you know what I mean? Like my level of interesting might be totally different than some of the, uh, yes. Echo chamber is a good way to put it. Uncle Kyle, uh, just put the comment up. Yeah. That's the whole, that's kind of what the point I was driving to is like, we don't want that to be the case. So happy to have people in the chat that are giving us different perspectives. But anyway, yes, that is why we're here. That is what we do. Uh, thanks for stopping in, Wyatt. Appreciate it. Thanks for the two-year congratulations as well. Thanks, boss. Appreciate you. Okay. For my first topic, I think I'm going to do the fun one first. Uh, that way I can kind of figure out what how much time that this is going to take because this one could take a little while and I don't. I want to leave time for the baseball conversation too. And that can't be your second topic. Don't even try it. We will fit that in for the sake of Uncle Kyle. That is not your subject. What if I talk about it and then make that into a better topic? I don't want to. You're really snaking your way into a dead zone here. You're proving my point. Your topics are. Are you throwing the flag? You throwing the challenge flag on that? Challenge flag. Yeah. All right. right. Fine. Okay. Anyway, uh, here's the first one. Carly wants me to credit the person that uh, there was a TikTok that Carly sent me that this stems from, and she wants me to give them credit. I don't know who the fuck it was. So if Carly wants to chime in in the comments and say credit to this person, she can if she wants, but I don't, I don't know who the fuck it was. Okay, so this is the topic. We are going to rank on a scale of one to 10, the level of intoxication you can be at a social event. And I'm gonna give you the social event, and then we're gonna say anywhere from one sober, or like tipsy, I guess, to 10 absolutely blackout drunk, what is the acceptable level that you can be Ooh, at that social Okay. Event? So we're going to burn through this list that I have. A lot of these were stolen from that video. And well, almost all of them, to be honest. Uh, and then from there, if you want to talk about any other events or things that pop up that just shout them out when they, when they come up. Okay. On an airplane. Uh, I'd say like two, like you can probably like catch a good buzz pre-flight and try and carry it out there. But I think anything more than that, you're annoying. So I think, before you get on the plane, so like in the airport is probably a two. On the plane, you could probably hit a four. That's probably fair. Because you can't get so drunk that they don't let you on the plane. Fair. Which is a real very thing. Very fair. Yeah, very a much real, a real thing. thing. So, okay. That's, that's where I'm at with that. Somebody else's wedding that you are attending but not in. 
nine. I think it's a, it's probably a nine. I think you. I don't think Go you ham. should black out, but I think you you should get you should brown out. You should. The night should be I a little. I have no fuzzy. responsibility. The only reason that I'm attending this wedding, other than you're my homie or you're my wife's homie, and we're there to celebrate you, is because I want to have a good time. Yeah, that's what weddings are for. And I mean, if you I'm have an open bar, I'm getting to oh, a nine off of yes. sheer principle. Absolutely. If it's a cash bar, I'm probably I'm I'm probably stopping at like a six. Open bar, I'm going wild. Yeah, that's a Carly literally just hit that in the chat. Uh and that is that's a good point. And if honestly, if it's a paid bar, I'm probably sneaking my own booze in. Oh, 100%. and then I'm still hitting a nine. Yeah, so. if your invite says cash bar, I've got two flasks in the car ready to go. <laughs> I've been sipping fireball the whole ceremony. Yeah. Okay. How about a wedding that you are invited to be a part of? So you actually have some level of responsibility. I think you hold no more than a four until your responsibilities are complete. And then I almost think it's your responsibility at that point to hit a 10. I think I'm a functionally capable of doing whatever my duty is at a five. Yeah. So I'm going to say a five. Four or fives, pretty until much. Until the ceremony's done. And then it's 10. Yeah. Okay. I Well, I, I won't say until the ceremony's done. Because like, if you're the best man and you have to give a speech. Way better four, if you're at a 10. You just don't remember this. As long, who cares if you remember it? As long as you don't just like sit there and like fucking, you know, just say nothing. It's my best friend, guys. Which a lot of fucking, a lot of those speeches are terrible anyway, right? Like, I feel like they're so like canned and like just generic. Like people copy and paste their fucking speeches off the internet. And, like if it's oh, one of those, gonna, mine's gonna be you might so as well mumble that bitch. I'm gonna shit talk Dane so much and be so cheesy all at the same time. It's gonna be great. Okay, what about your own wedding? Um, if you're my dad, a 10. Um, he was climbing on tables, broke one of the... At his wedding? Yeah. Nice. Broke one of the like, special glasses they got for the wedding. It was a good time. Um, at your wedding, I think maybe this is a hot take. I'm a very much like... If you are getting married on that day, pre-ceremony, one drink. Like, that's your... Liquid courage. You, you get you you get one drink, whether that's like a nice whiskey, whether that's like a shot with the boys before you go out and do your thing, whether that's you just sip on a beer, like you get one drink. And then after that, it's up to you and your wife as to whatever you think is appropriate, comfortable. Most of the time, though, it ends up being a 10, most of my friends. So that's kind of where I'm at. I would say like you're, you're fine. Like if you are drinking pre-wedding because you are like so nervous that you don't know that you should go through with it you're probably in the wrong spot so like yeah. but if you're just like having a couple drinks because like it's you're, you know you're celebrating then i think it's okay to have like to get up to a two for example post-wedding you are only allowed to get whatever number is that your significant other is going to go to yep. in my opinion so like if your wife husband whatever is going to get to a five then you stop at a five Maybe maybe it's a plus or minus one situation where you could go to a six or you could be a little more sober, but you're not going to go to a 10 if your new spouse is a fucking four, right? Like, you What are, if your spouse can't slash doesn't want to drink and wants you to have a good time? I think there are circumstances that would allow that to occur, but at the same time, even if your spouse wants you to drink and have a good time, if they are at a zero, you should not be at a 10. We'll cap it at a seven. A seven's probably fine. 
but you are not going to black out and forget your entire wedding while your new significant other is at a zero. Like that is probably not the right way to go. That's probably fair. not. Okay. Uh, Christmas and Christmas Eve. We can combine those or talk about them separately. Definitely, definitely separately. For okay. Me. Let's do Christmas Eve first. Christmas Eve, eight. Okay. Christmas Day, six. Okay. <laughs> I think, I think goodbye family. Which I have a very small family, but I think Christmas Eve, generally speaking, is when I like in the past, and this is not necessarily completely true or totally, you know, universal, but on Christmas Eve, it's probably like a seven, eight, somewhere in there. I've done the 10, not a great idea, but something in there, right? Christmas Day is a two. Mm. Because there are members of my family that get very offended if you just get hammered at social gatherings with the fam. While but then when you fair, leave the gathering, like post-official family duties, you can go to a tent if you want. Yeah. Like go out Christmas Day. In my hometown, fuck loads of people go out Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. There's like a couple it. bars that are open. Hit it. Go to a tent. Hell yeah. I'm on that side, even though I just drink at home. But yeah. Okay, your first date. Ooh. I'll go with a four. I think that's fair. A four is probably fair. I'll go with that. You're not getting too belligerent, but you're having a good time. You're having enough drinks that you're like socializing and like loosening up a little bit. Yeah, you're open. Plus, like, it depends on what you're doing. Like, if you're going to like a nice fancy dinner and then going to see like a movie or something, like like, maybe a four is a little bit much there, but like you're going if you're grabbing a drink like if that's the purpose of your your first date like you're meeting in a bar you're going out for drinks even if you're having dinner with like a bottle of wine i'm comfortable with like a four i think that's fine but again you you need to remember things and you need to be open enough to like not feel like awkward or whatever but at the same time you can't black it what about the second date i almost think second date's got to be better because i think you got to earn that like first date you probably should get a second date Second date, you got to earn that third date. I think second date, you got to stay at like two. Dial it back a little bit. Do something Dial, a little more exactly. chill. Okay. Yeah. So you drink for the courage on date one. On date two, you're drinking for the future. Exactly. <laughs> AKA not getting hammered. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. That's fine. How about... a? a this is hard because it makes sense to like break it up. Let's Let's go with this first. Let's go with a children's birthday party. <laughs> part of me wants to say a 10 um (laughs) if i were to go to a kid's birthday party right now i would probably need like a four to walk in the door and i'd probably need to maintain a six i think you would have to get me to a four to convince me to stay i could show up at a zero but if i don't show up and you're immediately like the adults are having their adult drinks yeah i'm probably like congratulations happy birthday i'm leaving yeah, if I go to a kid's party and there isn't a cooler labeled adults, <laughs> I'm not staying that long. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I, I'll show up and like I need like a four probably to, to keep me there, but I'm probably going to end up like a six by the time I leave. Yeah. If you've got, especially if your kid's a little shit, you better be breaking out the nice whiskey, nice tequila. I need something Dude, a little fancy. I'm not there for the kids. Yeah, I'm there to support my friend who has a kid. Unless it's like a family member's kid, then I'm there because like... You're the fun uncle. I'm a family member. Like yeah. I'll I'll support you in whatever endeavor. But if it's like a friend's kid, I'm like, 
I'm not your fucking godparent. I'm not your parent. Yeah. I'm going to have some beers and hang out with the people that are like, I don't get to hang out with that often, but they scheduled this fucking event, so they're going to hang out with me. You make it like the league. You just start turning the kids' games into how do you determine your draft order for the next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, that was a good episode. <laughs> uh, how about your significant other's birthday? Um, I think it's their responsibility to get more drunk and your responsibility to take care of them. Uh, so I think like a four or five is appropriate. I think that you are correct if they are intending on going to 10. But if they're not going to a 10, then you should go wherever they go. Agreed. I do. I do agree there. And it also depends on the situation. Like for me, I have a really hard time. Like if we go out to bars or anything like that and it's like a group of people, like my dad mode kicks in, even though I'm not a dad group. So I'm the one who's like staying like relatively sober, like where you creepos at. I'm ready to throw hands if you need to. Not like you don't want to be the the boring person either. That's just I'm not. I'm definitely not. I am that person. I have been that person plenty of times where I'm just like I'm not feeling it. I don't like to dance. I don't like to do these things. But if I would have had like a couple more drinks, maybe I could have gotten there. You know. So I think you got to match the energy. Try agreed. Brunch. Uh, ten is free game. You can send it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. If you have no responsibility the next day, yeah, or that day. 10, if you 10 if you take me to a brunch where they have bottomless mimosas, there's a good chance I don't remember we went to get bottomless mimosas because <laughs> I'm taking advantage. I think uh, I think I, I I mostly agree with you. I'd probably say like an eight most of the time, just because I don't want to black out to start my morning. But I do. You black out. You come to around four p.m. You keep it going. It's a good time. Uh, it's just not the way it works for me. I don't like rally that well. How about an official work event? Um, I think it depends on the team, like the type of team that you work on and the type of work that you do. I think of five. Like an official you, work event and like the bosses are there. Yeah, I think like a five. I think that's fair. Okay. You're having like all of our work events, like we go somewhere specifically that has alcohol. Like they want us to have a good time. Like... They, ha- they make sure there's a bar. They make sure it's usually a cash bar, unfortunately, but yeah. they make sure there's a bar. Or we're at like, uh, we went to this place called Pinstripes, which is like a mini bowling uh, game center kind of thing. And there's multiple bars there. And it was like, make sure you guys have a couple drinks. Here's drink tickets. Like, so they wanted us to have a good time. So for me, it's like a five. I think I would go with a four for free on the work's expense and then try to dip out as soon as you can if you're not having a good time with like your group of actual friends yeah and go hit like an an eight i like it but i've made the mistake of hitting like the eight nine ten at work functions and it has never worked out very well for me so well uh keep it under a seven or below i would say at the most for for an official work event how about any sporting event just whatever um I think seven. I yeah, I've, basically I've hit a twenty is what Carly said in the chat. I've done that one time. It was I respect bad. it. Not a good uh, sporting event. I think seven because I think you get drunk enough to have a good time, um, but you don't feel like shit. Um, you don't hit like halfway through the game and you're just like chugging beers while you're already full to keep the buzz going. Like seven is solid. You're you're maintaining that pretty much the entire time. You're not spending too much money, so. When I was in college, it was my absolute goal to hit a 10 at every Iowa Hawkeye game that I could go to. That's fair. Now, 
I agree with you. I'm probably at a six. Uh, the beach. Public beach, people around. I think I got to go with a seven again. I don't think I can... I don't think I'd black out on a beach. I have one time. I also went 20 on a beach once in my life. Probably should never do that again. That being said, I think the sun has a different element of infliction of pain on your intoxication level and like dehydrates you and all those other things. So you got to be kind of careful in these situations. This is my truly adult advice to people on the beach. Don't really go higher than like a six. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. You're, you're also going to sunburn like crazy if you dehydrate yourself too much. So just keep that in mind. Mostly just because I forget to sunscreen when I'm hammered. <laughs> I don't. Sometimes I do it on the river and then get my legs wet before I put the sunscreen <clears throat> on and then wonder why my legs are all sunburnt. I have like a handful more of these. I'm already going over time. So I'm going to like burn through the rest of these really fast. All right. Home by yourself. Ten. Have a good time. Mm, ten. Okay. In-laws. Twelve. Depends on the in-laws. To me, that is true. Go ahead and do your thing. I've got uh, good, yeah, good, good structure around me. Uh, bachelor party. 10, 20, 30, 50, <laughs> 90, 186. I don't know. As long as you have a somebody that's looking out for the group, agreed. Because uh, you don't want to like have the entire group <laughs> just yeah. completely lost. All right, uh, you're hosting a dinner party. Uh, you're hosting the dinner party? You're hosting I think, it. I think you can get to like an eight. I'm going to say a seven. Yeah. Attending a dinner party. So you got to drive home. That's the that's where it gets tricky. Make an Uber. That's fair. Nine. Eight. Holidays, generally. You can ten. pick out a specific one if you want to talk about it. Ten. I think like July 4th, ten. Oh, easy. Easter, ten. five. Four. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like there's there's definitely a scale there, but uh we don't have a ton of time to talk about it. Uh drinking video game night. Twenty-eight. Tw- <laughs> Twenty-eight is a specific number. Uh you just found out that you just started drinking, but you found out that either your pet is going to the hospital or somebody's kid is going to the hospital and you have to like have that as a part of your equation. <laughs> i'm probably drinking just to get through it i'm just gonna keep going if it's like my own somebody it's probably like a dial myself back get serious but if it's somebody else's i'm like maybe a two yeah okay uh i kind of already hit on that one uh mowing the lawn six eight (laughs) respect Hit the lawn with a real good buzz and then fucking wiggles. <laughs> just like the curvy lines. You've got fucking grass snakes because you maybe missed you two like, strips. Feel like doing the rest of the yard work that you don't actually want to do. Alright, that's good enough. I've hit the the majority of the list. Thank you, Carly, for the topic. That was a good one. I like it. I like it. Okay, quick rundown of the new baseball rules. Um there's a shift rule now. So you know how like sometimes they'll play like three players on the right side of second base and just the third baseman on the left side because the guy's like it's a lefty pulls the ball every time you you now have to have two players on each side of second base that's i think that's dumb i'm personally fine with it i think it's dumb because i feel like you should be able to play the defense how you want to play the defense that's the argument and teams are still getting around anyway they're just pulling their like their center fielder over onto the right side of the field and then their left fielder shifts over so teams are getting around anyway don't really care about it um there's a pitch clock rule now 
I've so seen that, and I also saw a video on Reddit uh, of somebody getting, like, they threw a strike, but it didn't count because of the pitch clock, which is kind of crazy, but also keep the fucking game moving, so I think I'm okay with that one. I think I'm fine with a pitch clock. I don't think an at-bat or an out or a walk should end or happen because of a pitch clock violation. I think it's hard to enforce it if you're not going to keep it, like, universally enforceable. That's fair. Um, they made the bases a little bit bigger. Okay. Um, sure. Pitchers are now limited to a maximum of two pickoff attempts per plate appearance. I like that. I do too. Again, you gotta to keep the crowd interested. You gotta fucking move. You gotta yeah. move the game. You can't just stall forever. And baseball is constantly criticized for how much fucking time it takes. So yeah, I'm okay with that. And then in extra inning games, they start with a runner on second base. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. That's just kind of a strange one. They did it to make things happen quicker. Like like teams would score more quick, but like the, it didn't change the number of extra innings really at all. But they're keeping it. Players liked it, so they're sticking with it. I think it, it is I don't an care. interesting curveball to throw in there. Yeah. So, sure, yeah. Take Worst that. case that happens is uh, it is in the game, and you just accept it. So Yeah. I'm fine with it. Cool. Personally. That beer. Chef's kiss. Four or five. My beer. Two five. Mm. It's pretty not great. It was okay. I finished well, it. I kind of had to like choke my way through the last part of it. So to speak. All right. What's your second that beer? Is everything for that topic? Yes. Yep. Not a full topic. But Uncle Kyle, we finally talked about the baseball rules. Uh, My second beer is from Dionysus. 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 I think it's like fucking Greek or whatever. Maybe Roman. Whatever. I don't fucking know. Uh, Juicicle Sour Ale. Looks good. I think it looks good, too. Uh, It's like primary blueberries, though, which I'm not a huge fan of. Love blueberries. So, we'll see. I am going to go with... Ooh, this is a sour sour. Probably not gonna love this. Well, oh, this is not alcoholic. I thought this was a root beer flavored beer. It's just root beer. <laughs> what an idiot! Idiot. All right, I'm gonna go with Energy City Brewing's uh, Bistro Grape Peanut Butter and Jelly, which is a peanut butter and jelly flavored Berliner Weiss. This is a hundred percent foam. I fucked that up real bad. That's tough. Dude, this is like, this is really fucking weird. It is a very strange flavor. This is one of those invert and swirl cans. This kind of tastes like perfume. Interesting. That's how I feel about the uh, watermelon white claws. Tastes like sunscreen. Fuck, weird. I had a beer one time, and I can't even remember what it was, but it tasted exactly like Banana Boat, and I hated it. There's a little bit of purring going on in the mic. Sorry. I noticed that. Sorry if you hear that, but not sorry. Honestly, it's kind of a vibe. Okay, so, Jake, what is your second official topic? Sorry, Told I you just... you can't scapegoat. Oh. Is that your fan? It's raining. No, I oh. think it's raining. Oh, Sorry, had to save my beer there. There you go. Carly thinks that watermelon white claws taste like Smucker's watermelon chapstick from the 90s. 
I can't say I've ever had Smucker's watermelon chapstick, but I'm with you there. It tastes like it tastes. <laughs> I way have no too... idea what you're talking about, but I totally agree. A hundred percent. Are you googling a topic right now? Yes, because I want to make sure I quote <laughs> the statistic correctly. So, I'm going to go with something a little bit more serious. Okay, let's do it. I'm pretty sure this month is Men's Mental Health Month. If it's not, the 22nd is a very significant day um, for mental or for mental health in general. Um, I believe it's 22. 22 members of the military kill themselves every single day. Um, it's something something to do with that number. I wish I was quoting the statistic more accurately. Um, let me make sure I do this. <clears throat> Hold on, let me make sure. I just want to quote it correctly. Of course, I'm not going to be able to find it now. But mental health, uh, especially with men, is a very under-talked-about topic. And mm -hmm. um, there's some people in the space that do a really good job of talking about it and discussing it in a lot of ways. Um, but I think a lot of men, uh, the reason a lot of men don't talk about mental health is, in my opinion, because of how they perceive other men will react to them talking about it. More often than not, it becomes an issue for a lot of people to talk about and they really struggle. Um, hey man, yes, we are two dudes with quality mics and quality cameras. I don't know why we only have one viewer, but it depends on the streaming I platform. I see a whole three. Because <laughs> we're also streaming on uh, YouTube as well as Twitter right now. So I can't tell you total how many people there are, but yes, thank you for being our one viewer oh, on Twitch. God, that's sour. You are really struggling with that. Anyways, um, mental health, big deal for men. So I want to run through some mental health statistics. I want to get your opinion on them. And if you agree with my sentiment, that men create a lot of the struggles for other men to share their mental health journeys. I don't, I don't disagree with you, but I, I think that it's, it's, it's not just thinking about how other dudes are going to perceive what you're thinking, saying, feeling, right? I think it's, I think it is everybody, right? Like, I, I don't think it's restricted to just like me worrying about what all of my like bros are going to think. I think it's, <clears throat> which is funny because I think it's mostly probably like, um, you know, a social construct that you've just decided to build up in your own, in your own mind. Right. Cause like, I think right. like for Carly, for example, like would encourage me to talk about feelings or like be emotional or, and all those things. But it's still like, I think there's like a level of discomfort doing that even with like my own wife, but that's right. probably, it's not because I'm uncomfortable talking to her. It's just because I'm uncomfortable talking about certain topics because of the way that I've always perceived those topics or thought about those things or whatever. Right. Like it's not, and I'm way more likely to talk to her than I am anybody else about right. whatever it might be. You know what I mean? So um, I do agree with you that I think it is a product of, um, you know, your your perceived opinions of others. But I do think that it's it's also like your, your self-conceived buildup of like anybody reacting, not just dudes. Uh, they think uh, this person on our Twitch chat to seek here thinks it's the opposite. Um, they can't imagine sharing personal stuff with girlfriends. Um, they would be much more comfortable sharing it with their close guy friends. And I think a lot of guys feel that way, but I also think it depends. So like for me growing up, I had a lot more friends that were girls than I had friends that were guys. So for me, talking to girls is a lot easier than talking to guys. And my guy group, my friend of my group of guy friends, like, we were all athletes, so we were like very stereotypical, like imagine white dudes from the country growing up 
in, you know, the early, uh, late 2000s, early 2010s, when we're, you know, going through high school and everything. So for me, it was really hard to talk to a lot of my guy friends because you'd just get like, if you talk about emotions at all, unless it was like talking about like a girl that you liked, it was like, you're a pussy. Why are you bringing this up? Why are you talking like, stop killing the mood? We're having a good time. Like, so for me, it's a lot easier to talk to girls. So maybe that's where my perspective, and that's why I wanted to talk about this just because my perspective on it is one thing. And I know a lot of people feel the other way. To be honest, I have a terrible memory, but I can't think of a time when somebody like specifically said something to me, like you're a pussy, right? For example, like, because I talked about something that I felt about, I think I just thought that that might be something that was said. So I just didn't talk about it. Right. Like yeah, definitely. maybe that was something that I saw in TV or movies or read or whatever that perception came from. I couldn't even like tell you like, or pinpoint a moment where I, those like perceptions would have, would have happened. But, um, I think that it's, I think honestly, it was a lot of, it's probably based on a lot of buildup of my own understanding or thoughts about what would happen around me. Right. And it's, it's, as I would say, like have gotten older, that is totally, that has changed not only because society's like ability to talk about this has changed, but it's also because, or I should say like American society has gotten a little bit more receptive to this problem. Right. But also because as an adult, my like circle of friends has shrunk a lot and the people that are there are the people that I trust and would talk to. Right. Like, right. I would talk to my close guy friends about things now yeah. that I definitely would not have when I was in high school. Right. And, and part of that is because I was friends with a shitload of people and, but like maybe not necessarily all of them like super closely. Like there might've been a friend or two back then, even that I would have talked to. But now like the people that I routinely talk to and like am friends with and like, other than like my work acquaintances, like my actual friends that are like, you know, long-term, I would say that I would feel pretty comfortable talking about most things with them. You are muted. I'm the same way. <laughs> uh, this whole muted burp thing, real struggle. I need your friend to get it's over gotta it. It's got to be a zero count. I know. Um, for me, I've definitely been a lot more open about my mental health struggles, uh, especially on social media recently. Oh, um, like I have had eating disorders. I've had, I have body dysmorphia. Like there's a lot of things with my brain that are not right all the time. Um, and it's, it helps to talk about it. And it's also very liberating, I think, to just be honest with yourself about what is going on with you. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. Cause if we're, so if we look at the statistics, um, I'm already, I'm already running out of time here. So I'm going to kind of fly through this a little bit. 21% of adults have experienced mental illness as of in 2020. So one in every five adults has experienced some form of mental illness. 5.6% um, of them have experienced serious mental illness, uh, which is a one in every 20 adults. 16.5% of youth aged 6 to 17 have experienced a mental health disorder in 2016. Uh, and 6.7% uh, of U.S. adults experience a co-occurring substance abuse disorder and mental health issues as of 2020. Um, and then also, like based on the race that you come from, uh, Asians are non-Hispanic Asians are at 13.9%. Non-Hispanic whites are at 25.6%. Non-Hispanic black or African Americans are at 17.3%. Non-Hispanic American Indians or Alaskan natives are at 18.7%. Uh, mixed, uh, mixed race people are 35.8%. So they're one of the highest occurring, uh, non-Hispanic native Hawaiians or Pacific Islanders are at 16.6%. 
Hispanic or Latino, 18.4%, and LGBTQ uh, communities at 47.4%. So That doesn't shock me, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very large portion of people that are experiencing this. Like, if you have 10 people in a room, two of you are having, more than likely have some form of mental illness. Um, I do agree with Uncle Kyle, though, which is that it's there's a level of maturity that comes along with this, right? Like, I yeah. think there is a there is a point for people and i shouldn't even try to categorize this or like generalize this across a population because i have no data to support it but i think there was a point at least for me where i really really did stop caring what like the general population around me thought about me right mm. and at that point you are more comfortable in general having conversations because who cares right Right. Or like you're like I like I was alluding to before, your circle has shrunk enough to the point where you are you aren't keeping people in in your group that you are uncomfortable to talk with. Like why as an adult would I say I'm going to spend time with somebody that I I can't talk around or you right. know like and and I think this is true even to a level of like down to the political level, right? Like I wouldn't hang out with somebody that I knew was going to like lash out if I said something about, you know, the way that I feel politically, because even if they're on the other side of the spectrum from me politically, like they should be like respectful in the way that we talk about things. Right. And it's, and it's only, there are only a certain number of people that you're going to be close enough with to have those conversations. Cause I think it's, if it's something that's polarizing to like a certain topic, right? Like, and you can't have those respectful conversations, then then you're definitely not going to feel comfortable talking about other things around that person. Right. And, and right. so it's, it's about a, your own maturity, but being the maturity of the people around you. Definitely. And I think where a lot of us with mental illness struggle with that is especially when it comes to anything. So like one of the things I brought up when I'm talking about like the struggles that I go through with my body, it's like, I got made fun of for parts of my body so much that even now that those parts of my body have changed a little bit, it's all, like, I'm still just imagining that people care about it, even though I know nobody fucking cares about it. So, like, it's just really hard to get your brain, like, rewired to that point for a lot yeah. of people. Um, I'm definitely getting better at it. I know a lot of people who have this struggle, a similar struggle to I have, go through, and it's nonlinear too, right? Like, I have days where I feel great about myself and everything about me, and then there's days where I'm like, holy shit. And, you know, I think it's all about, you know, finding those ebbs and flows and just not being, and, and that's why I wanted to talk about this is it all just boils down to not being afraid to talk about it. Like getting it off your chest relieves the weight of what you're feeling so much more than just holding on to it. Are you asking to seek, are you asking about what is that specifically? Cause we can talk about that. Um, and Jake, you, you're the one that brought it up. You can define that if you'd like, otherwise I can talk about it too, but yeah. So body dysmorphia just <clears throat> basically means like you don't see your body the way that other people see it. You always see the negative parts of your body. You see your body in a different way. You could think like, so uh, for a lot of people um, who struggle with it, typically they end up with another, with an eating disorder that goes along with it. Mine was always centered around uh, binge eating was my biggest problem. And then purging was also a problem for, for part of my life. Um, so for me, even when I was skinny, I didn't, I don't see myself as skinny. I look down and I still see the same, guy that I was when I was 265 pounds, even when I was 150 pounds, like it was a hundred, almost 120 pound difference. And I, I, to me, I looked exactly the same. It wasn't until I started to see pictures from it that like, I noticed, I, I truly like struggled to see, you know, how my body looked. And I thought I was hiding it well, that I was like fucked up basically. And like, I could handle it. And 
everybody around me knew that I was struggling and it just, that's why I needed to talk about it. Um, but that's what body dysmorphia is for a lot of people. A lot of people, it's the, uh, it, most people it manifests the same way. Um, but you'll also see it frequently with like bodybuilders who like, they could be the biggest dude in the room and they still feel tiny. They don't feel like they're big enough. You know, it, it manifests in a lot of different ways, but for me, it manifests in, even though I've lost uh, quite a bit of weight and, and kept off that weight for a very good amount of time, I still see myself as that same guy that weighed way more than I currently do. This is something we could talk about for a really long time, but we are almost out of time. So I think I'm going to move us on, but if we want to, we can revisit this conversation. If people want to talk about it uh, more with us, we can talk about mental health in general and, or which, I, I, as a person, like, I don't like to project opinions about mental health as somebody that has not necessarily experienced it directly. So this is one of those things where I'd like, I would really want the perspective of somebody that has experienced these things or like been involved in this. Sorry, that was Lewis that just clicked that, um, you know, to have to, and not even necessarily expert opinion, but just opinions of people that have dealt with it or people that are like, you know, are judgmental of it. Right. You know, like things like that, right. like have those different perspectives again. So uh, sorry, I hope he doesn't sit on my escape key and exit me out of this. He's really interested in sitting right there right now. Uh, okay, anyway, I'm going to move on. Uh, I have a quick one, I think. Uh, should be pretty quick. So, I have heard a lot of baby announcements recently. A lot of them. Many, many, many. Uh, friends, family, whatever. So, I want to know from you, as a fellow person that doesn't particularly want to have children... What is the worst way that you can react to a baby announcement? And I, this is hard, hard for me sometimes because because I do not want children. It is sometimes yeah. difficult for me to gauge how to react to those situations. And like, anyway, I'll stop talking there. I want you to give your opinion, then I'll talk about mine. Go ahead. Um, I think the worst way that you can react is being like, why? Why are you having a kid? Yeah. Like, I think, I don't yeah. think it can get much worse than that. Um, I try and do my best to be like, oh, that's really wow. And they're like, yeah, you know, we've been trying for a while. And then it's like, okay, I know. I can be like, yeah, c c congratulations. You've been trying. Like, I try and, I try and feel it out, like, through my response. I don't try and, like, react one way or another yeah. off, right off the rip. And I think that's one of the hardest things, right? Is like, you don't know if it was a mistake or not. You don't know if they ever wanted children or not. Right. You don't know if they're happy or you don't know if you, you just don't know. Right. So like, and for me, like I said, as somebody that does not want children, my instant reaction is like, Oh, sometimes, you know, uh, like, Oh, I hope you don't like stop hanging out or, Oh, that sucks, you know, like, and that yeah. sometimes is my immediate reaction. I have to like truly like give myself some internal reflection and be like, these people might be really, really excited about this, and like, yeah, try not to react in a way that's just like so negative. Because for me, I'm that? Like, right, like as and it's it truly is just a product of my own bias of like not yeah. wanting children because I'm like, oh god, that sucks, bro. You know what I mean? And and I think it's it's not that I'm not supportive of people that want to have children, and I'm not like trying to like ruin their or give them a bad reaction you know it's just like that is somehow like my initial right right and so i think the worst way that you could probably do it is be like oh that sucks you know what i mean because i i think i've truly done that out loud before like somebody's like oh mm -hmm. we're pregnant and i'm like that sucks <laughs> you know so um 
Two seek every Wednesday at eight or eight thirty p.m. Central Time, depending on Kyle's schedule. And sometimes, depending on Jake's schedule, he can be the needy one. Sometimes it's too, usually in softball rare. season. When's my softball games? What day do I play? Thursday. We've right? had to switch our complete schedule before because of your softball season, but we've been on yeah. Wednesdays for a while. I think PM we'll, Central is the. Do time I we play softball play. on Wednesdays or do I play on Thursdays? I think you do Thursdays, and that's why we switched to Wednesdays. Bingo, we got it. Yes. Yeah, so usually wrong. Wednesdays, uh, and we will start streaming between eight and eight thirty Central Standard Time. And also, you're not interrupting. That's the whole point of this. Yeah, uh, that's why we're here. If you want to go back to the beginning of this, and we talked about that, so uh, the whole point is like for for people to be involved in the conversation. That's why we're here. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I think just the worst and... way is to probably just to be like bluntly in your face, like that yeah. sucks, right? Like, and I I do think probably at some level of intoxication, I've done that before, and so it's it's it is hard as somebody that doesn't celebrate that for like as a good thing in my own personal yeah. life. It is hard for me to celebrate it for other people, and I've I've done I think better in recent years, maybe year. <laughs> Of taking that Six advice months. or taking that those notifications and being like, hey, if you're happy about this, I am like so happy for you, right? Like, yeah, this is awesome for you. This is like life changing. And if this is like the thing for you and, and I try to do it like that, like semi cautiously, yeah. right? Like, oh, hey, man, like, is this like, ex- are you excited? Right? Like, yeah. that's how I try to react now to like gauge at least their perception and then from there i can be like okay great awesome you're excited i'm excited for you like be supportive right but then there's moments like when you're like oh are you excited and they're like i didn't want another one <laughs> you yeah. know and i'm just like, oh, like fuck Ugh. bro that sucks so um yeah that's true too um i haven't experienced that i don't think yeah, I haven't. I personally maybe haven't. ever. I don't know that I've ever had somebody tell me like, "Oh, I'm having a baby," and they didn't like have some sort of a, a opposite sex partner that was involved that was, um, in whatever their involvement was. I don't know that I've ever seen just like a single person yeah. that like hooked up on a one night stand and was like, "I'm having a baby," and I'm like, "Oh god," because <clears throat> that would probably yeah. be my reaction. Um, yeah, I think for me too, it's know. just like everybody that I know that is having or has had a kid, I've known that they've wanted to have a kid. So like for me, the reaction's always been like, it's easy to gauge. It's it, it's hard when you don't know their intentions, but like if you know they were yes. having a kid, it's easy for me to just like, like you said, I don't want a kid. I have no desire to have a kid. I'm trying to make sure I can't have a kid. Same. Like just not something I've ever, I, I shouldn't say I've ever wanted. I used to want a kid, and then I realized you can coach sports without having a kid. Um, and now I don't even <laughs> want to coach sports because the thought of trying to teach somebody how to do something that I already know how to do is just really shocking to me. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's a thing where it's like it's really hard for you to teach if you're decent at something because you don't understand why people can't do it. Uh, there's That's a, there's me when a, I try and coach baseball. Fuck, this, there might be a topic to, out of that just – Anyway, yeah, I won't, um, I won't say too much about this. But yeah, so for me, I have zero desire to have a kid. But every time I've had somebody who uh, is having a kid or know somebody who's having a kid, it's always been planned. So for me, it's really easy to just respond positively. You know, like, oh my God, that's awesome. You know, tell me all about it. Are you excited? Blah. And like, have a good time for them. Uh, but like, even though, but for the most part, I, I you know, I, I still like to try and just like play it out. Because you can tell like, they're excited or like they're too excited i'm like you might want to reel that back a little bit 
my advice to anybody that is like us that does not want children is to not be not project your own bias onto the conversation and try even if you're not like outwardly immediately excited for them try to at least gauge their perception of the events before in like in a supportive way before you give your reaction uh just because you don't want to like make them feel like you're not celebrating with them right like you should be happy for the people that are happy around you generally speaking so uh there are some exceptions i would say but for the most part like try to celebrate their success with them or like you know their their happiness with them so uh that's all i've got for that topic uh all i wanted to really say was like there is a bad way to react when people yeah there definitely announce is children so be, be careful in the way that you do that like it's it's just like anything else if somebody's happy about something figure out a way to be happy with them even if it's not your choice okay that's all i got this has been another episode of two average husbands thank you everybody for joining us uh yeah, that's true too uh carlos we're at the age where everybody's yeah. doing it on purpose so you should probably just celebrate it and that is definitely true for our age group there are probably some hiccups in there but for the most part people are doing it intentionally with their significant yeah. others okay another episode of two average husbands. thank you for joining us jake is on twitter at Perry underscore FF. I'm not on social media anymore, but I am Kyle. Uh, my beer is a solid 1.5. This is hard to drink. It's like drinking Oof. a warhead in liquid form that doesn't oh, taste that good. I love that. Uh, if it tasted better, I would be okay with the sourness, I think, but it doesn't taste that good. Rate yours, and then I'll continue my rant. If you turn peanut butter jelly into a beer, this is what it would taste like. It is delicious. I'm going to give it another 4 or 5. I had two nice. very solid beers this week. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Other than that, you can find us at number two ABG Husbands on Twitter and on Instagram, and you can find us on a Facebook page that we should probably just delete because we don't use it. So I shouldn't yeah, even really yeah. advertise that to anybody anymore. It's there. Uh, we are live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter every Wednesday right now at 6 p.m. Central to address the question that was 6 p.m. out there. Not Central. 8 p.m. Central, sorry. 6 p.m. is my time. 8 p.m. Central. Um, and then you can comment live on YouTube or Twitch. It doesn't work on Twitter still. Don't know what's wrong with that. I have done no troubleshooting because I don't it's, have time. It's it's not a it doesn't work. It's just not an offering anymore. Oh, okay, so don't comment on Twitter. Uh, we also have a Discord channel. There's a link tree that exists on our social media if you want to find all the different ways to find us, uh, to listen, to watch, to comment, or to communicate with us. It is all in the link tree. So do it on that place. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I've got to say. Jake, close us out. On our link tree are our two most important links, uh, our Tavor link. So if you guys sign up for Tavor using our link, we get $10 to spend on beer so we can keep trying new beers for the podcast. Um, I am sponsored by Echo Vision as an affiliate for them. Um, So if you need any pre-workout supplements, sleep supplements, uh, appetite suppressants, proteins are coming out, clothing, they got wallets now, we got everything. Uh, Echo Vision, uh, check out their website, use code Perry at checkout, you get 10% off of that as well, and you support the podcast because all the money I make from that is basically just going to go into paying for us to keep streaming every year um, because I don't make a ton of money off of that, but it's there. Um, So thank you guys all for tuning in. We will see you all in next week's episode, and as always, don't forget to tell somebody that you love them.